We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Of the Athletic, Jason Lloyd got a great leather jacket on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. Jason, welcome to the show. You know what? I'm wearing it tonight just for you. Thank you. You, I got to do, do a thing on Channel 3 tonight. I'm, doing it. I'm, I'm wearing that coat just for you. I think you if think you don't I'm, wear that coat on TV tonight, I'm going to be disappointed, Jay. Oh, I'm wearing it. I'm wearing it. It's making its triumphant return. Yes. since that picture. I think you think I'm being a D about you this. You're going to hold a, a, not, a not spalling true. basketball, too? <laughs> so, you know, Dustin there was, was being a D. That was my idea. Whose was it? Put a name on it. The photographer, whoever the photographer, that was the, that was the magazine thing. It, it, it was, was like magazine. it was so like a senior picture. It was so great. <laughs> now well, we there ju- was one of me palming it. I wish they would have used because that one was cooler. I mean, it had no air in it. That's why I was able to palm it. <laughs> but, when I did, you know, it was a little bit light on the air. I, I do remember doing my senior picture. They actually lit the football on fire. I mean, it couldn't be cheesier than that, right? That's pretty awesome. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan. <laughs> Jason, uh, how'd you think uh, Deshaun Watson played yesterday in the win over Baltimore? Better. You know, every, every game's getting better. You know, I, I can't give him an A because they're still only getting one touchdown a game. And those are two good defenses he's faced now the last two weeks in Cincinnati and Baltimore. Obviously, the, the talent level risen, has risen dramatically over, over where Houston is at, although they really gave the Chiefs a run for it uh, yesterday. But, you know, certainly he's been better. And there was, there was two plays where – it looked like vintage to Sean to me. There was one rollout where he rolled right and threw like in rhythm. Like it, that's the guy I remember seeing in Houston. And then the play that was most impressive to me was not even a pass. It was, it was the run in the early fourth quarter. Cincinnati bring uh, I'm sorry. Baltimore brings a little bit of pressure. 
And he drops back, sees it immediately, sees the middle open up, and never hesitated. Like, he dropped back, saw it, and took off and ran for 17 yards. And I felt like that's it. Like, that's where he's really going to damage defenses. Uh, if you're, if you're going to bring an extra body, he's, he can kill you with his feet. And, and we've seen a little bit of it, but that play in particular, it just felt like it was all natural to him. So you could see it coming every week, a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. He's not there yet, certainly. And again, like they were scoring more with Jacoby than they are at Deshaun. So I can't say he's back and it's an A performance by any means, but certainly he's come a long way since, since where we first saw him in Houston. What'd you think of Stefanski's game plan yesterday? Uh, I thought it was okay. I, I don't, I don't, I, I mean, I thought, I, I don't know. What did you think? Because, so I, like, I, here's what I thought, Jay. I, I thought for the first time this year, Stefanski actually coached a game, coached a game the way he probably should, because we all knew that was going to be an ugly game. Like Baltimore plays good defense. It's the weather's going to be crappy and there's going to be a lot of field goals. Field position's going to matter. And, you know, Nick said he, he felt like Stefanski maybe held uh, Watson back a little bit, and maybe that's the case, but but that was maybe smart to do that, you know? I, I thought the they coach within himself, he coached the way that John Harbaugh should have coached the game, I thought. Yeah, I don't know what John Harbaugh was thinking, throwing 30 times at yeah. Caleb Huntley. That, that didn't make a lot of sense to me. But, I, you know, honestly, and, and the Browns may disagree with this, but it felt like watching that first half at Houston, it felt like they were trying to – have Deshaun do more than he was capable of and more than he was ready for. And it felt at halftime to me, like they said, okay, like we got to dial this way back. And if you go back and you look at the second, the first play of the second half of of that Houston game, they're like jumbo at the line. And they said, we're just going to run it and run it and run it. We're going to get out of here with the win. And we're going to go back and practice and, and try and figure this out. And then every week they they stack just a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more on top of that. And to, to where Sunday, I mean, I, I don't know if this happened in Cincinnati or not, but I, at Baltimore, I can't remember one play of an offensive lineman reporting as an eligible receiver, which tells me that they're getting away from some of that stuff and they're getting away from the extra blocker and, and being conservative and they're trying to open it up a little bit more. Uh, the weather wasn't, wasn't terrible, really. I mean, it looked like a snow globe in there by the end of the game, but I didn't, I mean, there's going to be days this week. It's probably going to be a lot worse than that. And I think that has to be a factor in it. I mean, Deshaun told you, I don't want to play here because I don't want to play in the cold. Like that was a big reason why he didn't want to come here. Now, can you overcome that? Sure. You can. And Kevin said, you know, they got those big warm jackets and the benches are warm and it's really not that big of a deal. But in his first time out, it kind of is, you know, like, he didn't get to experience September and October here. He got thrown right into December. And so that's another factor I think that you have to consider with, with the game plan that you put together, especially if the weather's going to be as rotten uh, next weekend as everyone says that it is. So, no, I don't think he, I don't think he threw him into the deep end, and I don't think they babied him. Like, I, I, didn't, I didn't walk away. I guess I didn't spend a lot of time thinking either way on how Kevin called the game and, and what the game plan was because I, it just felt kind of organic and natural to me, I guess. Jason, given the weather and given it was against a backup quarterback, how much stock should we put into the Browns' defensive performance on Saturday? I think I think very little. Like I, I think that the um, I think the cast has been set in terms of the future defensively of, of where this thing is headed. You know, I wrote a couple weeks ago. I don't think the play. I think the players lost faith in the scheme, in the system, and 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 that was a, a terrific performance and. 
you know, give them their due and give them their credit for that. And that includes Joe Woods. And, you know, I thought John Johnson played a great game. Maybe his best game in a Browns uniform. He, uh, he was the key in that fourth down stop on Baltimore's opening drive. He met him in the hole and stopped him short of the line to gain. And then obviously the turnover later, I thought Perry on Winfrey made a couple of plays that we haven't seen obviously from him uh, hardly at all. So, you know, a lot of good things to take from it, but in terms of like, can they do enough to save their jobs? I don't think so. Only because like we went through this last year and they were terrible defensively for half of a season. And I, I don't see how you can be terrible defensively two years in a row for half the year, try and scramble at the end to put the fire out and put the doors back on the house and think that that's good enough. It's just, it's just not. So, I mean, go back and look at the quarterbacks that they played here uh, since Brady. It's not an impressive list. It's not going to get any better really through the end of the season. I, I give them their credit for Baltimore on the end zone. That's still an NFL team with, with good NFL talent, but the Ravens still ran for 200 yards. It's not like the Browns totally owned them. Um, so I would give them their due and, and pat them on the back and tell them job well done. But I don't know that necessarily it's enough to make me change any long-term views of, of, of how I feel about the defensive staff or where this is headed. Does that – so they, they've won three of their last four games here. they got three games to go. Uh, if, that's, if, if the die has been cast on the defensive side of the ball, how much would winning another two or three games here – change any other potential changes they might have or might have to make? I actually think that they're, you know, we've spent so much time this year talking defensively and all the changes that, that, you know, they, they could or should make on the defensive side of the ball. I actually think the entire staff is going to look massively different next year. You know, I think that there's a lot of opportunities for some of the guys on the offensive side to take promotions and move up. Like, you know, people are going to look at what, they did it. Jacoby Brissett was top 10 offense with Jacoby Brissett. And, you know, I think there's going to be guys in line that could maybe get promotions and move on to other organizations in a good way. And I think that some guys probably will be cut in a bad way. So I, I think both sides, both staffs, offensive and defensive, could look drastically different next year. And it's just, you know, we spent so much time talking about the one side, but I think the other side could look, could look awfully different as well next year. And in terms of, like, can anything change these last two games? I don't think so, not defensively. I mean, you know, what are we – we haven't really talked about Prefer at all and, and the special teams, and certainly they've been a little bit better at times, although Kate York obviously was a disaster again on, on Sunday. I, I think that – I think probably at this point decisions have been made, and I don't know what over the last two or three games if that will really change anything or not. Jason, I've been saying this for years. You don't draft kickers. The Browns do. And you and I argued about that over the summer. And I know. I, I'm, I'm going to die on the K York Hill. <laughs> I'm going to die on it. I still I, think he's got. I, I still think he's going to be okay. Okay. I hope you're right, but <laughs> not good so far. Not good so far. Certainly, like the miss he had Sunday was awful. The the, the, the first wobbler? miss was. Yeah, that was that looked like my looked like me on a looked golf, like your, looked like your tee shot. Yeah, like that was. <laughs> Go back and watch the thing that me and Dustin, or me, not Dustin, me and Ken and Lima shot with Jimmy Hanlon, and look at some of the shots I had on that. And that's that was what Kate York looked like. You know, that's I think so he's lost in his own head right now. Uh, he's a rookie. He's going through the rookie struggles. There's no doubt about it. He's this is probably the worst he's ever struggled in his life at kicking a football. And you know, I said earlier today, I think wait till we get to July and August, and you're going to hear all kinds of stories about how Kate York went and visited a sports psychologist, and how he. Went and went back to his roots and went back to 
LSU or found an old coach that he had a lot of success with and sort of got back to the basics and, and, and got back to the, the kicking fundamentals. I think we're going to hear all that. Uh, and I think it's exactly what he needs to do. I don't think he's in any danger of getting cut. Uh, and the thing I would point to is this staff, actually. Mike Prefer and Kevin was part of the staff in Minnesota that uh, traded up and drafted Daniel Carlson. And Carlson had one bad game in Minnesota and Zimmer cut him. And the Raiders snatched him up. And now he's one of the best kickers in the league. you got to have patience with rookies, even when it hurts. And he's had some kicks that make you gnash your teeth. But, you know, the good thing is <clears throat> I don't care what 1% chance they have. This is not a playoff team. So if you're going to go through it, now's the time to go through it and have some big misses and sort of try and learn from it, fight through it, and figure it out. Because I don't think you can give up on the leg that he has. And I just love, like, the swagger that he has and the confidence that he has. He just has to find that again. And it's sort of like shooting a basket. He's got to see it go through the net. And he's seen it go through. Like, the, you know, the, the Carolina kick was a money kick, man. That was a huge, huge kick for him. And he's got to get back and find that version of himself. And uh, it's going to take a little bit of time, but I think he can get there. Jason, do you think the front office regrets spending a fourth rounder on a kicker? Uh, no, because I don't think they do. Because, like, you have to – like, you, you can still see why they did it, right? Like, Carolina kick. You can see he's certainly got the leg for it. Like, he's got one of the biggest legs in the league. And he had the confidence and the swagger. And I think they're going to – I mean, listen, they, they're going to give Anthony Schwartz as many chances that they've given him. Certainly they're going to stand by Cade York. So, no, I don't think they regret it at all. I, I honestly think that they look at it as he's a young kid and he's going through it right now. And he's got to figure it out. And part of their work on him was mental toughness. And he made some really, really big kicks in college. And now he's going to have to fight through some adversity that he's probably never had to fight through before. All right, Jason. Uh, what do you think, now that we've seen X amount of games, we're 14 games in, what do you think the biggest areas of focus for the Browns front office will be this offseason? Defensive tackle. If they clean up defensive tackle, they will go a long way in in sorting out a lot of the problems that we've seen. Like they, I don't know that they have. I, Perrion played well Sunday. I was talking to a couple of guys at the game. Like, is is there something there? Is there something you could work with? And and I think he's young and immature, and he's obviously made some dumb mistakes this year. That's got himself benched and inactive a couple of times. He's got to learn from that, and he's another one's got to figure out how to be a pro. But I do think that there's some talent there, and I think he can help them. But otherwise, I don't know that there's a defensive tackle on this team that will be back next year. I mean, I, don't, I haven't seen anything from him. Jordan Elliott at times has helped a little bit here and there. Uh, but I, I don't know if they have an NFL, and that includes Perrion. I, I can't say for certain that they have NFL-caliber defensive tackles on this roster. What? And if, if, if you can address that, if you can clean that up, and just get guys who just won't get run over. Like, just get guys who aren't putting you gas so that, you know, the safeties aren't trying to make plays 8 and 12 yards down the field trying to make tackles. And if they can do that, even – I was talking to one player that said one thumper at linebacker. Like, just I said, a thumper at linebacker, some clean up the defensive tackle issues, and, and I think it's going to go a long way in cleaning up a lot of the, the, the defensive issues that they've had. And offensively, you know, they got some decisions to make. And Ethan Postick, I talked to him a couple of weeks ago. He loved it here. He'd love to come back. 
And part of the reason he chose Cleveland was Bill Callahan and, and the uh, strength and training staff that they have here. And he proved that he, he's, he is a very good NFL center in this system. So what do you do with Nick Harris? And you've got two really, really expensive guards. And if you're paying your quarterback what they're paying Deshaun, can you afford to have two guards making $30 million? And if you've got to pick between them, who are you going to pick between? Joel's getting a little bit older, but he's playing at a better level right now. Wyatt's had some injury issues this year. We all know Jed Will's situation. Conklin's probably not going to be back. So I think that there's a lot of issues on both lines that they have to address. But I don't think that they're that far away in either spot. Jason, with Jadavian being a free agent, what do you do at edge opposite of Miles? I like I, – I, got to bring somebody in. It's not going to be Clowney. Clowney's gone. I like Alex Wright, but I don't know that you want to trust him to start over there. You know, I, I, you're kind of operating without a net. But I've seen enough out of Alex Wright. I, 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 I think he can play. Um, but you're going to have to do something else over there. But, again, like we keep saying, okay, we'll add here. Okay, we'll add there. We probably need another receiver. They're not going to have a ton of cap space. I don't think it's going to be probably they're two years away from really feeling a crunch because of all the money that they can roll over this year into next. But it's not going to be the supermarket sweep that we've seen in the past where you just run the cart down the aisle and scoop everything off the shelves and get whatever you want. Uh, nor do I necessarily think it's the best way to build a team anyway. So um, I like Alex Wright, though. I, I, I think you're going to have to find someone else, hopefully a veteran, to come in and help, but I do think that there's some potential with Wright. All right, final one. We got about 60 seconds left. If not the playoffs, still 1%, Jason. If not the playoffs, what are the final three games of the season about? Deshaun. It's, it's what the, this whole thing has been about ever since the suspension went to 11, was to use the last six to get him ready for next year. And we've seen that. Again, we've seen some of the growth week over week over week, and we've seen – a little bit of the diversity of the playbook, a little bit, not a ton, but you see him starting to open up a little more. Like I mentioned earlier, you're seeing the, the extra blocking lineman as an eligible receiver. You're seeing that go away. We saw a couple pistol formations against the Bengals. You see him trying to get, see what works, what doesn't. And really it's just about acclimating him. Uh, and, and if you, if you leave Pittsburgh feeling like you got the rust off and Deshaun Watson's ready to go in 2023, that's as close to a win as I think you can take at this point. Jason, great stuff. Can't wait to see the jacket on you tonight, and uh, be good, buddy. <laughs> All Thanks, right, buddy. guys. We'll see you. I don't know. Maybe it's because the Browns won yesterday, Dustin. Maybe it's because it felt like before yesterday we had we had kind of seen a little bit of a yeah. bounce back from Cade. I'm not that concerned long-term about Cade. I mean, I think he'll get where he needs to be. I, I thought he was on a good trend until yesterday. I'm concerned about it. You know, I, I think that what we've seen this season is has been ups and downs, uh, which is probably what you would expect from a, uh, a rookie kicker, uh, certainly a rookie kicker kicking in Cleveland in tough conditions. But my concern is this was a pretty significant investment the Browns have made in this guy where you probably could have got the same production from a guy off the street. Well, yeah, but that the whole point of taking him is you might get that same production now, but two years from now, three years from now, can he mold himself into one of the best kickers? If he's here in three years, I well, mean, that's yeah, a I mean that that's fair, but you would say that about any kicker, and of like course, you, you and I agree, we are on team. Don't draft a kicker yeah, with that's, a top. That's all I'm saying. Like if this were any other pick. kicker, I'd be like, all right, whatever, it is what it is. But because the Browns decided to invest so heavily in this guy, uh, I I think it is concerning because number one. 
he's not having a great year. And number two, will he be able to deal with the pressure? Yeah, I mean, I, but I, I would have that question whether he was undrafted free agent or fourth-round pick. I mean, I, I just – at some point, I stopped attaching his value to the fourth-round pick. And I'm listen, I is that probably why he's still – why he's been able to have the struggles that he has? Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I The Dan Carlson thing I thought was interesting for Minnesota where Dan Carlson was cut after one bad game and went to, uh, to, to Las Vegas – uh, Harrison Butker uh, beat out Graham Gano in Carolina, and then since that moment, even though Graham Gano is still a very good kicker, Harrison Butker has been by far the better kicker. Like, I, I just think it's like uh, it's like middle relievers in baseball, like James Karinchek. Some guys, some positions, you just have to kind of move through it with. And I think I think kickers are. I think I would rather uh, watch Cade York try to find himself out then go find another uh Billy Cundiff I'd rather I'd rather watch Kate York do this than watch another I'm just trying to think of some of the slappies um Eddie Pinheiro who's never really kind of figured it out I'd rather give Kate York a year year and a half and oh, see if he can get, do he's it he's going to get another year well no I I know that but I think like the point is like it's going to cost you games the same way that, by the way, a rookie safety is going to cost you games. A rookie edge rusher costs you, costs you games. Like, I would not have made the investment up front, but, like, I don't know. I, I still think it's just kind of a thing like uh, kickers or like any other lottery ticket. All right, let's look up in a year and a half and see where they are. Same thing with, like, uh, you know, top three quarterback selections, taking with the top three pick. All right. Yep, you were drafted to be something. Now let's see where your trajectory is in eighteen months or in you know. Trying to uh, math I also is think tough. fans and, and the team are willing to give this guy more time because these kicks he, he's kicking now don't matter. I mean, they're not they're not vying for the playoffs. They're not. Co- I mean, those 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 kicks on Saturday didn't cost them the game. So it's like, all right, we move on. I don't think fans are being patient with Kate at all. And maybe really? maybe I'm overrating the 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 Twitter of it all because that's I don't really look at our comments on Facebook because Facebook is a vast hellscape. Twitter is too, but it's a much more fun vast hellscape. Um, but yeah, I I don't think anybody's being patient. I think the organization is the only one right on this. Like the one side, the one area where we the fans can be wrong is we can we can want to cut bait on guys too early. There were people who wanted to cut bait on Carlos Carrasco in 2011. Right. And then Carlos became a top three starter in, I'm sorry, a, a number two or number three starter in baseball. I kind of feel like kickers are the place where, like, we don't tolerate as fans. These are quotation marks. We don't tolerate them. And then I think we bitch when the guy moves on and does well elsewhere. I, I just think there are certain positions where you just kind of have to grin and bear it and hope it doesn't cost you too many games. I think it's an interesting point, though, that you said, though, the idea of, well, uh, the games don't mean anything. I, I think we're making a huge mistake if you think the final three games of this year don't matter. Just because the playoffs aren't uh, likely, 1%, clinging to that 1%, um, doesn't mean the games don't matter. They matter to the culture. They matter to sustained winning in the future. They matter to Deshaun. They honestly, they matter to no, Cade York. When I say that, Nick, I'm I'm saying that a little bit in jest. Like I I mean the obviously they matter to the players in the building. They matter to guys' livelihoods and coaches' livelihoods and all these things. I'm just saying like 
come on. You watched that game on Saturday. Mm -hmm. You didn't. You, you weren't on the edge of your seat like you would be if the Browns were a nine and four team facing a nine and four team. Well, yeah, but I, I so I again like I still enjoyed it. I still I still got up for the game. Yeah, I'm enjoying the Myrtle Beach Bowl right now. Well, no, what I mean is like I would still take a five and eight Browns team with with potential to be much better next year. I'd still rather that game beat that Ravens booty. I'd, I'd still rather that game than when it was when they were two and thirteen and had no chance to beat the Ravens. Like. I I don't know. I don't I don't share this doom and gloom that everybody has. Like one, listen, it's one percent to make the playoffs. I don't think they're making the playoffs. I would be absolutely shocked if they made the playoffs. But the fact that that's out there is still somewhat of a dangling carrot to me. And I don't know. I still think they're like I, there are a lot of reasons, and there are a lot of ways, Dustin, that we can qualify. Uh, the the three of the last four wins, they've also still won. Like, listen, I, I was not thrilled with Kevin Stefanski going super conservative with Deshaun in this game. I I think if the Ravens had pressed you hard, you would have put him in an awful situation, which is him having to try to win that game in his home debut. And I thought you could have been more aggressive early. But in the end, I don't have to worry about it. They won. Mm -hmm. Like, if they keep winning... Winning is better than losing. There's no there's no draft reason why losing means anything to me right now because you don't have a first-round pick and you don't have your own third-round pick either. So, like, I, I can enjoy evaluation of players. I can. I can. I can enjoy watching the Cade Yorks try to figure it out. I thought there were guys defensively who I was happy had good games yesterday. Yeah. And I don't know. They still have a chance. Like, is that not – I don't mean for you, but, like – Shouldn't that be enough? Like this whole, and I know that we walked into the season saying it's a bust if you don't make the playoffs. That can still be true, and the Browns are playing good football. That can also be true. It's fine. We want them to play good football. You want to win every game. I'm just saying it, they don't matter. Yes, they do. They they absolutely do. Not to me. Why? Because it's meaningless football. I mean, if you still have a chance at the playoffs. They don't have a chance at the playoffs. They do. That's, they don't. Yeah, they do. It's 1%. That's still a chance. Mathematically, do they still have they been eliminated from the playoffs yet? Yes. No, they haven't. <laughs> like, I just, I, and I, listen, I do want to say, I wasn't here for March through June. And I realize, and there's a lot of hell that went on for people, but like I was talking, I'll, I'll keep his name out of it. Cause I don't know if he said it on air. I was talking to somebody on the staff today and he was like, man, I'm just ready for this football season to be over. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Like I, I should post a mock draft on your Twitter feed for the rest of the uh, one a day for the rest of the damn season, just for you to get it through your head that this is what we sign up for. This is like, yeah, but we didn't sign up for this. No, you did. No, no. no we, we signed up for a playoff team this year. Well, no. When you signed up for Deshaun Watson, you signed up for the unknown. And the unknown happened to be 11 games. Well, the Haslam signed up for the playoffs, or signed up for, for Deshaun Watson. But this was a playoff caliber roster, even if you didn't have Deshaun Watson. And it can still be a disappointment, and it doesn't mean we have to say it's a dumpster fire and burn the whole thing down. Like, I have, and listen... I, again, I have very serious questions about the Browns. I have very serious questions about Kevin Stefanski's leadership. I have very serious questions about when and where they choose to deploy guys and how they 
and and whether he's a good leader. I have questions about this roster. I actually disagree with Jason, by the way. I think the Browns can open up a lot of money by restructuring contracts, and if Jimmy Haslam doesn't, I'll be pissed. I want to say he can open up worth like $70 million worth of money this offseason. I'd be pissed if he doesn't open that up. This is your time. You got the franchise quarterback. But just because they're 6-8, and eight, just because it's been a disappointing season, like there are – there are like if Perion Winfrey plays the next three games, you might have a defensive tackle. You might have not have to find two defensive tackles this offseason. I agree with Jason. If Alex Wright plays more than Jadavian does, or if Jadavian has to go out and Alex Wright balls out, that matters to the future. I, I actually think because of how young the Browns are, it actually has me a little bit more and and obviously the Sean factor, those two things have me just as engaged as if this were a a true playoff hunt instead of a 1%. You're living on that 1%. No, not really. I just, I'm just not defeated. You know, 216-578-0092. I don't really feel defeated by where the Browns are. I was pissed about the Bengals lost and I and I still have real concerns that this that that Kevin Stefanski has the balls to do what's necessary as a head coach in the NFL, namely fire guys on his staff. But do you guys feel defeated? Cuz I got to be honest with you, man, I'm not I'm I'm content with a, a Ravens win. I'm content with three games to go and seeing where the Browns can go. Sure, let's see where it goes, but the season's been a, a disappointment. It's been a failure. If they end up 9 and 8, it's a success. If, and I know it's not the ultimate success. The ultimate success is you get your ass in the playoffs and you, and we get to see Deshaun yeah. and hopefully we, we validate everything in one year. But if you get to nine and eight, are we going to look back and have major what ifs? Absolutely. I'm not saying that they're not. But if you go from four and seven to nine and eight, there's no way to look at that other than you you pulled a rabbit out your ass. You and I were just having a conversation about, you know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but kind of where you are with this team and kind of the fact we've got three games to go and playoffs are what's beyond highly unlikely. What, what, how would you define 1%? Um, not going to happen. Okay. So, and, and I just, I don't necessarily, and and maybe it's because it's a victory Monday. I I don't know. Maybe it's because I just really guys, one of the simple pleasures I have in life is watching anybody beat the Baltimore Ravens. Maybe it's that. But after three games of Deshaun Watson, I'm I'm pretty content with the idea that he's going to be back where he needs to be. Do I know, by the way, in this, do I know that they're going to be good over the next three years? Nope. Do I know that Cade York's going to figure it out because he was pretty god-awful <laughs> yesterday? Uh, and has has really gone through a struggle over the last six seven weeks. No, nope, I don't really know. I mean, I have real deep doubts about all of this, but I don't know. I, the Browns could have collapsed yesterday. The fact that they didn't, the fact that they got a win, even though the win can be qualified, I'm curious to see what they can do over the next three games. And if they do, and I, I don't even think it's unthinkable. These are three, I think your toughest game that I don't really have any feel for is Washington. You should beat the Saints this weekend. You should sure as hell beat the Steelers at the end of the season. You go 2-1 and one or 3-0, and oh, and you're let's say you're 9-8 and eight at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. That's a really strong finish to the, the second half of the season, and I would go so far as to say, like, it's about as good as you can ask for when you started out the season 4-7 and seven at one point with just 
god-awful losses to Miami and Buffalo after the bye. I, I can't disagree with what you're saying, and I do think that it is something that can build some positive momentum going into next season. I think Stefanski still is coaching for his job, and the way that you finish out the season will certainly help that. And, and look, if you finish 9-8, and eight, yeah, that's 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 great. But what's going to suck about that is you're going to look back at, at a handful of games and say, my God, we should be in the playoffs. Yeah, but I, and it's it's just a wasted year. It is. It's tough because I, I think we're both right. Like, I, and I, listen, I think the Jets' loss of all the losses still chaps my ass. Probably second to the Chargers. Yeah, the, the Chargers because you you had the Chargers. I mean, the Chargers gave you the game and you didn't do anything. The Falcons game that was on coaches like. There are plenty of games I look back and say, man, if you had only did this one thing different. But I, it also doesn't change the fact that the Browns have won three of four, and you can put something together with the final three games. I think there is tangible progress you can make as an organization that I think you can build off of long term. Two one six five seven eight double zero nine two. Isaac, welcome to the show, buddy. Hey guys, how you doing? Doing well, buddy. Hey, uh, Happy Isaac. Browns Happy victory Monday to you. Happy Browns Victory Monday to you, and happy holidays to you guys, too. Hey, I just want to uh, just chime in real quick. Yeah, I, I'm kind of disappointed, I guess. I'm not so much as so uh, uh, defeated or deflated, though. Just disappointed with the whole season. But I, I, I want to comment about Dustin's uh, – I'm going to disagree with Dustin right okay. now. Uh, it's, it's hard for me to agree with you, too, Nick, sometimes. But I agree <laughs> with you today. Uh, this season means – all the games mean something. Especially now, especially with Watson playing, we want to see how his play is going to uh, be elevated. And, and, and with these three games, he's elevated himself. Each game, he's elevated himself. Uh, and as far as playing, it's uh, not counting. The game's not counting. They, they count to the point where they do have a chance for the playoff, but there's no way they're going to make it, I'm just saying. But they have to play for their jobs for next year because this team is not going to look like this team next year. You know, uh, do you want to answer what Isaac had to say? Look, I'm not saying that there aren't things that you can look for individually from players as you watch the games. You're just not sitting on your couch on the edge of your seat like this game matters. And that's all I'm saying. It's the season is is over in terms of any chance to win anything. You're not winning anything this year. Um, I, see, I still. What, what are you winning this year, Nick? Well, you still have a chance at the playoffs, so no, one percent chance. Yes, you do. I don't. Why is it so hard to just say it's an incredibly highly unlikely thing, and you need everything to go right? But there is still a Literally chance. Literally, every team in front of you has beaten you. Yes, and that's fair. That's like a fair thing to say. But I also I don't get any special. I, I don't as like just thinking out. I like because I think it just takes you to well, the rest of the season is meaningless. No, it's not. Like whether you are whether you're playing for the playoffs or not, and one, we've if, wa- if, Nick, we have wasted a season. I disagree. And uh, we've wasted a year of Miles Garrett. We've wasted a year of Nick Chubb. I disagree. I, now it is it is an absolute letdown. It is a failure of a season to not be in the playoff, to be in the thick of a playoff hunt right now, versus on the very very auspices, on the very very edge of it. But. I think if you've developed all these young guys, I don't want to make it seem overly rosy, but I think you've got a lot of guys who have shown progress, specifically on the offensive side of the ball. 
I think DPJ has given you a lot of cause. I think Jerome Ford, even though it's been on special teams, has given you a lot of belief that that guy can be special. David Njoku had a breakout season. Even the defensive side of the ball, this might be uh, Miles uh, Garrett's best season ever. It's just tough for me to think of that as a waste. And, you know, like, I pl- playing for the playoffs is the ultimate. It is absolutely inexcusable that they're not playing truly for the playoffs right now. You and I are in a complete agreement. They are playing for something that I think is tangible and real. Pride. And not I, I, culture. This is this is the what they do over the next three games and what hopefully is real over the last four games. They're playing to build something sustainable. And if they wimp out, if they don't play up to if they don't play their hearts out, if they don't play, like if they don't do that, then you're not gonna win next year. It's a great sign you're not going to win if you can't really take advantage and, of what I think is a weekend schedule. And that's what I'm watching the games for. And that absolutely is enough to keep me interested through the final snap, through the final whistle. Let's go with Rob. Welcome to the show, buddy. What you got hey, for us? Hey, fellas. It, I, I'm, I'm with you, Nick. The, the culture, the issue with this team is the culture of losing they still have an opportunity to have a winning season, which would only be the fifth one since 1989. And Stefanski would be the first coach they've hired since Schottenheimer to put a couple of winning seasons together before he gets fired by the owners. So they still got a lot to play for. And I think you're right, Nick. They're playing for a culture of winning. That's what they're playing for. And they got to establish that. They still have a chance to establish that this year and then build on that next year. And I think that's that's worth watching, and I think that's worth playing for if I'm one of the players. Well, and I think, and thank you for the call, Rob. I, here's another thing I do think matters. Um, if if they are still playing for Kevin Stefanski, which it sure seemed like they were playing hard. We had uh, Vinny Serrato, who, who, uh, from uh, Baltimore Sports Radio, longtime uh, NFL, media, uh, NFL executive, he had said, that he thought they played hard against Cincinnati, they just played sloppy. If they are still playing for Kevin Stefanski, the difference between let's say seven and ten and or or six and eleven and uh, nine and eight, to me is the difference between the 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 ground that Kevin Stefanski finds himself heading into next year. Nine and eight, I don't think there's any doubts about his job security at at all next year. Even though I still have doubts about him as a coach. I, I think that's another tangible thing that you can kind of build on if you're the Cleveland Browns here. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.